0: Hello and welcome everyone to our brand new show where we talk about all things mom. I am Deba, I'm your host today, and we're actually doing a special mompreneur series where we're inviting mom entrepreneurs to come and give us some tips on how to succeed in business and in life, as well as to provide us some resources to help us overcome obstacles and to enlighten us on how to balance mom life and entrepreneur work life. So um, I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Michelle Gwynn. She is a success habits specialist, international speaker, Amazon bestselling author, and a coach. And we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, Our show is sponsored by MomsInformed.com, which is a brand new membership website for moms in all stages of motherhood. It's a place to come get inspired, get motivated, get tips and tricks and tools to help you through your mothering journey. And we do have a special section for the Mompreneur. So that's going to provide some resources and tools to help you excel and succeed in your business. And for all the members of Moms Informed, our video podcast will be available on the site and it is free to join. So just head on over to momsinformed.com and sign up. All right. So Michelle, I had the opportunity to get to meet Michelle earlier this year. And so I'm so excited to have her on the show. She is a wealth of knowledge and she is a habit specialist. And so For those that don't know what that is, Michelle, could you tell us what does a success habit specialist do? So
1: I am actually, yeah, so as a success habit specialist, I work with entrepreneurs or small business owners, and I help you with the things that you're going to do on a daily basis because what we do as a habit on our daily basis is either going to cause us uh, success and cause us to move forward in life, in our business, or it's going to hold us back. So we have to understand what those habits are, what we're doing on a daily basis that's either propelling us forward or holding us back. And this is where I come in and I help you to not only identify those habits, but maybe help you to then institute or implement new habits that you can do on a daily basis, then to help you to find more success in your life and your business and whatever it is that you're trying to do.
0: Implementing new habits is hard, right? Yes, it is. Um, And you get stuck in your, your normal routine. So what advice would you give to break those normal routines and to start to be able to implement these habits?
1: Well, the first thing you have to understand when it comes to habits is you have to understand that there's actually a cycle. There's a habit cycle that everything that we do that becomes a habit that we all go through. So the first part of that high habit cycle is some sort of trigger. And it might be a, an emotional trigger. It might be something physical. It might be something that you see or do. And then that's your trigger to then go perform an action. And that habit is that action. And once we do it often enough, it becomes subconscious that we're not even thinking about it most of the time. And then once you've performed that action, realize it or not, we're giving ourselves some sort of reward. So it could be again, an emotional reward, a physical reward, something that's going to reinforce that action that we just did. So if you can understand this habit cycle and you can understand that everything that you do is triggered by something, right? So if you can understand what your trigger is for a habit that's no longer serving you, then you can change your environment or change the things that you do around that trigger then to get the same or similar type of reward. So when we have habits that we want to replace with better habits, because you can't actually break a habit, right? Mm. You actually have to replace it with something else, some other action. So when we revolve around these habits that we're no longer wanting to do, we have to identify what is our trigger. So for example, if you um, find yourself to be an overeater or a big snacker, right? So a lot of times your trigger might be sitting on the couch watching TV, or um, getting up from your desk to go take a little break. And your first action is then to go to the snack cabinet. So one of the things that you can do is change the environment by either not having specific snacks that you're used to wanting to go get, right? Because that you want that sugar fix or whatever it is, or you then change the, change the trigger itself. So if you find yourself wanting to get snacks because you're sitting down in the evening and watching tv maybe not watch so much tv like maybe find something else to do to change that habit so um that's that's the the easiest way to actually change habits that you want to no longer have in your life is to identify that trigger figure out what you're doing because of that trigger and figure out how you're being rewarded and then change one of those pieces
0: Wonderful. And I also like how earlier you had said too, to reward yourself, whether it's physical or emotional or, you know, absolutely for that reward, because your bad habit is rewarding you in some way, you know, rewarding that trigger. It so- is. I mean, even,
1: even, even smokers, right? The, the reward is the chemical reaction from the nicotine and everything else. So Um, you have to understand. And again, for smokers, I smoked back in the day and I was younger, but my biggest triggers were eating and driving. And so I had to find something else to do immediately after I ate a meal or I had to replace, put something else in my hands while I was driving instead of that cigarette. So you just have to understand what your triggers are and then work to change those outcomes from those
0: triggers. Wonderful. So what would you, is there a habit that you think that everyone should implement um, because it's just so important for success?
1: So one of the biggest habits that I like to have people implement, especially when they're working on trying to find more success in their life is to reward yourself or focus on all the things that you did right throughout the day. So many times we go to bed, especially as moms, and we look back on our day and look at all the things that went wrong, right? All the things we didn't do, all the things that we promised ourselves we were going to get up in the morning and take care of throughout the day. And when you do this and when you go to bed at night and you're, you're thinking about all those negative things, it actually causes a lot of stress in your life it can keep you up, it can make you not sleep so well. And so one of the habits that I like to get, have people get into is actually taking a piece of paper or you could use my journal, you mentioned that earlier, and taking a piece of paper and writing down, writing out all the things that you did do well today, Right, all the things that you did get accomplished, set everything else aside and just only focus on all those things. And then celebrate that, feel good about that, feel happy that you took care of as many things as you did, right? And then the more often that you can do that, the more you're gonna get in the habit and the more your feelings are gonna change about yourself, you're gonna feel more positive, you're gonna feel more upbeat, you're gonna sleep better, you're gonna feel less stressed. And I actually have have a very good friend of mine who went through my program and she said, you know, I used to look at my task list and just dread looking at my task list every day because I felt so bad that I didn't get all the things done yesterday. And now since she's implemented this habit of focusing on the positives, she said she looks at her task list and looks forward to it because she can now go back from yesterday and say, look at all these things I got accomplished. Isn't that exciting? Like I did so much. And then today I get to do all these other things. So it just changes your perspective and how you think about your life and how you feel about yourself.
0: Yeah. Cause mom guilt is a real thing and it can be consuming and you know, it it has this cycle of Causing more anxiety or depression, and so doing something like this is very uplifting it's very rewarding um, and you you're accomplishing keeping a person alive every day that in itself is amazing you know yes. shaping a human you are keeping them alive and you're keeping you know keeping everything running so celebrate that for sure I, I think just moms don't give themselves enough credit and you are all amazing and doing amazing things and shaping our future generally yes,
1: and you have to celebrate that celebrate that And i mean i i like to tell people even the smallest things in in your life your smallest accomplishments celebrate those and it could be putting on your favorite song in your in the quiet of your room and da- doing a little dance to it or you know, giving yourself a special little snack or taking a walk outside if you enjoy the nature, anything that you can do to celebrate even the smallest accomplishments is going to make you want to do it more often because it gives you those release of those endorphins, makes you feel good, makes you feel good about yourself, and then you're going to feel good about everything else that you do.
0: It's wonderful. And we want moms to feel good. Yes. Amazing women. Um, you being a specialist in this area, what are some habits that you do on a daily basis that you really feel have helped you succeed? Um, and even if you have weekly habits as well that you do.
1: So, so one, one big habits, um, that I've had to get into that. It's funny because I often rejected this as a corporate employee is writing goals And, or, you know, or even as a mom, you think, well, I don't, I don't have any goals. I'm not going to write stuff down. But let me tell you, that is so powerful. Being able to write down what your goals are. And it could be life goals. It could be goals for yourself. It could be goals for your kids, whatever they are, you need to write them down. And you need to not just write them down and store them in a binder or a book somewhere. You need to write them down and post them and put them out somewhere where you're gonna see them every single day, put them on your bathroom mirror, wherever the case may be, because once you've written them and you can reread them two or three times a day, then they become more of a reality and you start attracting those things that are gonna help you then to reach those goals. But I know for me, like as a corporate employee, they came to you at the end of the year, right? Every year and said, oh, write your goals for next year. And I'm like, I'm not writing any goals. This is stupid. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this, but I found as an entrepreneur now, your goals are really your roadmap to where you want to go. So if you want to think about it as maybe your address in your GPS system, you wouldn't get in your car and just start driving and not knowing where you're going. And that's what happens when you don't have goals in your life. You just are going through life and not really knowing where you're going so um, writing those goals rewriting them as you go along and don't be afraid to not achieve them and that's another big thing is uh, people allow their fear of not achieving certain goals or maybe their goals are too big and people allow their fear to stop them from writing them down like if, if I write it down then I have to you know I'm going to, I'm afraid that I'm not going to meet these goals. So I'm not even going to write them down, write them down, you know, make your goals scary and that's okay. And then you can adjust as you go along, but don't have that fear or disappointment if you don't meet those goals. So writing the goals and then you have to come up with what are your most important tasks for the day? What are the things that you have to get done every single day? And You write that the night before so that next morning you have your list already. And again, celebrate when you get those things done and do your most difficult things first. It'll keep you from procrastinating. So if you can do those things first thing early in your day before things get crazy, then you know you'll be more likely to accomplish them. Um, so those are the biggest things is, is you know, write your goals, put, put down your most important tasks, work on those most important tasks first. And um, I think once you can get those habits, habits implemented, so many other things will go so much easier for you.
0: I actually really like doing, you know, your suggestion of doing it the night before because I've tried to do it the morning of and sometimes the morning becomes crazy if we've had call outs for the day and the phone starts blowing up or you're having to adjust schedules. Uh, So doing that the night before really like that. I'm going to put that into one of the habits for me to start. Yes. Yes. Because like you said, once you
1: get started in the morning, if you're, if you're sitting down and trying to figure out what you're, what you have to do today, you're already behind the eight ball. So you definitely want to make that list the night before.
0: Right. I like that because just some of one of the books I had read it said do three personal goals and three business goals that you want to get tasks that you want to get done that day do it in the morning when you journal and I just find that it hasn't worked for me Mm -hmm. I've tried repeatedly so I think moving it to the nighttime I don't know why I didn't even think of that that's so easy To move it to the nighttime, but see, that's why you come into play. You just help us to realize something easy, a little shift like that, that could make the entire difference of, of what you're trying to do. Can you tell us about, you had mentioned it earlier, your journal and how that can help people implement successful habits?
1: Yes, absolutely. So the journal that I wrote um, or published is, it's called a guided journal. And I call it that because it's not just a bunch of blank pieces of paper that you're gonna sit down and just put your thoughts out on paper. And I think a lot of people might be intimidated by that because they've, if you've never journaled before, you're not used to it, you're not in the habit of it, then you just sit in front of this blank piece of paper and say, okay, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to write down here, right? So I published my journal and it's, it's four pages per day. And so you have a morning section where you can list out your tasks. It's got a, um, a time section where you can actually schedule some time out where you actually wanna do these tasks or how much time you think it's gonna take. And then it gives you a little section to do your gratitudes and your affirmations. And, you know, what are you grateful for? And even if you're in the worst spot of your entire life, you have something to be grateful for. So you need to find what that is and be thankful and write it out. And again, those affirmations, and if people aren't familiar with affirmations, they're basically short I am statements. You state them in in the positive and as if they're already true. And what that does is it helps your, subconscious or your brain to then start identifying and start making yourself feel as if you're already in that state. So you could say, I am a powerful mom and, you know, I care for my children a hundred percent and they are happy, well-adjusted children that they will grow up and be amazing human beings, like however you want to state it. Right. So, yeah. So that part of that is to get those gratitudes and those affirmations. And the reason we do that first thing in the morning is because then you've set your, your mindset for the rest of the day to be in that positive headspace. So that's super important. And then there is that evening section and we talked about this. We want to go back and we want to evaluate our day in a more positive space. What did I actually do? What did I accomplish all day? How did I, how was I challenged and maybe handled it in a really positive way? And so there's questions that you can answer to help you rate your day throughout the day. And then, you know, at the very end, you say, okay, you know what? My day wasn't as bad as I initially thought it was. I really did get a lot done and I really did get a lot accomplished. And then there's two, two pages for that day to go ahead on and just write down your feelings, your thoughts, anything else you want to write and to help you just get everything out because something happens in our brains when we're able to put pen to paper and um, it's even so much more powerful still than writing or typing on the computer. And so when you're able to get those feelings out on paper, it will help you with your mood. It can help you to de-stress. If you're feeling a little depressed, if you can write out what it is that you're feeling, it can help you get that lifted from yourself and and really help you with um, what you're dealing with. How do they get uh, your book? So it is available on Amazon and it's called Get in the Habit, a uh, 30 day guided journal. It uh, looks like that. So, um, yeah, just type in Get in the Habit on Amazon and uh, it'll come right up.
0: Wonderful. And you also have a success program, a coaching program?
1: I do, I have, um, it's actually just recently been rebranded and it's called the Extraordinary Performance Accelerator. And in this program, we have a uh, masterclass. It's uh, around 14 modules, it's a lot of material, but it uses what's called accelerated learning. So it helps you to, you don't just go in there and listen to me talk for, for hours and hours with every lesson, there are exercises that you do that help you to apply this information in your own life and to move forward with your successes uh, through those exercises. And uh, we also, it includes a 12 week coaching course, um, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. a six week coaching course, uh, which is a live group session. We do one hour every week for six weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, you get a copy of my journal, so much comes with it. So it's it's an amazing program.
0: And how can they learn about that?
1: So the best way actually to learn about that is I can offer a 20 minute uh, consultation session with your with your listeners. And the easiest way to get in touch with me for that is to text the word Michelle with two L's to 26786.
0: Okay, so text Michelle with two L's 26786.
1: Yes. And that'll send you right to a form for you to fill
0: out and then to my calendar to book
1: some time with me. And I'd love to speak with you.
0: Perfect. Well, we'll definitely make that available to the listeners on Moms Informed as well to write that out. So thanks for sharing that. So um, you also wrote another book. You co-authored another book, uh, Be a Success Maverick. Yes really like where it says how ordinary people do it differently to achieve extraordinary results. So can you give us an example of that? I think my biggest takeaway from that would be
1: you have to get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And this is what makes ordinary people extraordinary because ordinary people are going to live within the confines of where they feel comfortable. And then at some point in time, though, I think a lot of us then wake up and say, you know what, this is not really that comfortable. (laughs) And so if you're able to step out of that comfort zone, if you're able to do things that are really, really scary at the time, this is where people then become extraordinary because you're pushing yourself beyond whatever boundaries you think you have or beyond whatever boundaries others have set for you. And by being able to do things that are scary, to take that risk, to do it and understand you may fail and that's okay. You can get back up and start over again. But for those, and, and this goes, I've met so many amazing people over the last couple of years of my journey to to become where I am today. And every single one of them that I've met lives just a little bit outside their comfort zone and pushes themselves beyond those limits that they think they had, myself included. I've done some really scary stuff the last couple of years yeah. and uh, stuff that I would I literally, like, as I was signing the papers or, or signing up for things, I was literally shaking because it was just, I'm like, am I really doing this, right?
0: Right.
1: It comes to a point in your life where how do you want to live? You know what. Dreams? Do you have? What goals do you have? And you're not going to find those in your comfort zone. You're going to have to move out and and really take some extraordinary measures to, and take action, right? And make sure that you that you're doing that as well.
0: Yeah. So much growth happens outside of your comfort zone. Yes. I, I think I'm definitely a example of that as well, um, having to get out of my comfort zone, but the amount that I've been able to achieve by doing that and the success from that. So absolutely. Um, And another thing too, you said about that you may fail and it's okay. Everybody fails in things as they're moving forward. It's a growing, opportunity. It's a lesson to be learned. It's, you know, it's going to help you in your future. So don't look at it as a negative, look at it as a positive. How, what can I learn from this experience? It didn't work out like I thought it was going to, or I failed miserably. What can I take away from this? Absolutely. So what for you, is there a specific setback or a moment of failure that you, um, can recall that you were able to overcome and learn from as well? Yeah, I mean, so
1: I, when I first started my entrepreneurial journal journey, um, you know, I quit my job in 2018 with the, with the help and support of my husband. And um, I was initially doing uh, working network marketing. And uh beyond that then I started learning real estate and beyond that I started you know getting into speaking and coaching so my I think my biggest failure that I can say has been my lack of focus and when you're trying to do so many things and learn so many things at once it's impossible to be successful right so um I really had to and I spent a lot of money. I spent a lot of money doing those things, investing we invested a lot of money in training and courses and coaching and um, that but that 's all part of the journey so everything that i 've learned along the way has been super valuable, even if i 'm not using it today um, so i don 't again i don 't like to call it a failure um, it 's been a learning lesson but to recognize that with all that, focus has to be your number one thing that uh, that you have, no matter what you're trying to do. So um, that's been my hugest, biggest lesson throughout this journey is I've got to focus. And <laughs> when I start veering off, and even today I struggle with it because I see people doing this or that. I'm like, oh, I need to do that. Or, oh, I should try that out. So you know, focus, I got to focus. So that's, that's been my biggest lesson through that, through this journey.
0: How do you take, how do you focus? Like, do you take some of your habits that help you to focus on, you know, not staring away and just remaining focused on what you're trying to do? Is there something that you do internally to help you with focus? Because I think everybody struggles with focus.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, I think for me, it goes back to uh, my why, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And um, when I find myself getting off track or I find myself struggling on days where I just kind of don't feel like doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I decide to go like spend an hour or two on social media um, losing my focus, I have to pull myself back and I have to remember why am I doing all this? Why, you know, why did I quit my job? What was my original reason? Uh, you know, what am I trying to build? What is my dream? What, what, how am I moving forward? And so that really helps to take me back and say, okay, you, you gotta, girl, you gotta do this stuff because if you don't, then you might as well just go back and put yourself back in on LinkedIn and get a new job because, you know, otherwise this is all for not. So for me to focus, I really have to go back to my why and my vision and my goals and say, okay, why am I doing this? And what's going to get me to where I'm going and where do I want to be in the future? Like what's my big vision? What are my big dreams? And I'm not going to get there unless I do the things that I know I have to do.
0: I think it's good though, that, you know, you're human. And even though this is your specialty, you're human and you have to work on it too. And it gives, it gives that edge that you can say, this is, this happens to me too. And this is how I refocus and how I move forward and can be tools for your clients and for, others out there to know that it is okay if you veer off, but get back, get your focus back and you know, focus on your why, which is actually something we talked about in the second episode that we did. And I really loved that video that we did at Rainmaker, with Mm -hmm. and you put your why and it's it's a free app that you can download on your phone and put pictures and music to it and to really bring you back to why are you doing what you're doing what are your big goals and it helps to connect and on an emotional uh, state as well with it I really love doing that so you know we talked about too losing focus getting getting more zeroed in on what you're going to do. And this year has been a doozy for a, for everyone. You know, we've yeah. all had to um, readjust and, and do things differently. For me, it was a shift in my business um, to be able to still care for the moms and babies who still needed help during the time while keeping them safe and keeping my staff safe. And really my why Kept me motivated through that and, and through the hard times, because it was very challenging in the beginning. And then we found our groove for you. How did you have to shift during this time and how did you keep your motivation and your focus?
1: So, yeah, so this was a huge shift for, for me and my plan for the year is I was going to be on tour and on a speaking tour, national speaking tour and we did two stops at the beginning, um, and then it all shut down. So that was going to be my primary source, um, you know, to get out there, get my message out there and, and help as many, as many people as I can. And when we lost that, I really had to, to rethink, how am I going to do this now? Because I honestly, didn't have kind of a backup plan at that point. Um, so luckily that uh, so many things have gone online now. So we've got the online summits. We've got um, pot, so many more people are doing podcasts and um, just doing Facebook lives. So it's it's been a big shift to have to sit in front of um, the computer And it's, and it's hard, right? Because you can't have the same energy. You don't have that feedback from the audience and, um, it can be difficult, but, um, again, you do, you get out of your comfort zone, you do what you have to do and, uh, you revise things to make sure that they're working for you and, and you move forward. So, so that's been, um, the biggest shift for me is going from being out of my comfort zone to be on stage as a speaker, and then having to then shift that and say, "Okay, well, I can't do that, so uh, let's do this computer thing and let's get on Zooms and and we'll we'll talk that way." So, uh, it's actually worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah. And I feel like during this eight months or whatever we've been going through this seven months now um, that we've been going through this, that I have grown exponentially. Um, being able to shift the way that we did, going more virtual, like you said, you know, it enhanced our skill set. We do, we're a breastfeeding clinic and so we're used to hands-on, you know, helping the moms hands-on. And so we had to really shift on how we're going to still provide that great care um, and help moms. And it has, you know, we've really done well with it and it's helped us to grow in our practice as well. And so I, even though it's been a crazy year, so much strength has come from this time, I believe. Absolutely. I agree with you on that 100%. Good. good. Um, so can you share with us what is one of the most important life lessons that you've learned?
1: Oh, what is the most important life lesson? So, um, for me, okay. So I think my biggest takeaway from this, from my journey and everything that I've been doing is that you don't have to be who you've always been. And for me, that took a huge mindset shift going from being a quiet introvert, feeling that I didn't know how to have conversations with people feeling that I had nothing significant to contribute to people. I was that person at a networking event or a company meeting or a party who would be standing on the outskirts back in the corner, just listening to everybody else have conversations. And um, through my journey, I've been able to change completely who I was in the last two and a half years. And Boy, I mean, I'm speaking on stage. What the heck? That's, <laughs> if, that's not a huge, if that's not a huge shift right there, you know? So, you know, so many people go through life and they say, oh, I can't do that. It's just not who I am. Or this is just who I've always been. And my biggest life lesson and my biggest message that I love to get out to people is that's a lie. Like, you, you don't have to be who you've always been. You can change who you are. If you can change your habitual thinking, get into some better habits and get yourself some some education, read some books, um, attend some seminars, get some personal development, hire some coaches. You can change the person you've always been into somebody that you prefer to be. Somebody who you dream like you always wish. Like I always wish I could be that person who, would just walk up to somebody, act like they've been friends for years. And I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. Right. So, um, you, you can change that. And it's all about changing your mindset, changing your thinking, your habitual
0: thinking, and, um, whatever
1: it is that you want to accomplish, you can accomplish
0: it. Absolutely. That's like one of the biggest messages that I want to get, at, get out, especially to moms, that you can really be whatever you want to be, you know, um, and smashing through those limiting beliefs. That's what Tony Robbins calls that, that we set these limiting beliefs on ourselves that we can only do this. This is the type of person I am. This is my um this is how I've always been, but actually breaking through those limiting beliefs to help you open up a world that you want um that you want to be at. So um absolutely thank you for that. That's a great lesson and a great reminder for everyone too. Now for our moms, I uh all of my mompreneurs I like to ask how do you balance being a mom entrepreneur and being a mom and having household things that you're responsible for, how do you balance all of it
1: so yeah it's it's tough and i I guess I'm in a little bit more of a fortunate situation that my kids are older. Um, my youngest is fifteen, so um but she's still very needy and <laughs> tends to uh tends to like to. I'm in my office many times throughout the day or text and call whenever she feels she needs me. But, uh, but I'm okay with that. But, um, you know, the biggest thing I think is you just, you really need to just learn to, I think, manage your time better. Right. And um, that's, it's one of the things that I teach in my program, but even if it comes down to the factor of scheduling every you know hour of your day to make sure that you can get accomplished the things that you want to get accomplished and it can come down to a matter of scheduling time in for your kids if you need to schedule an hour two hours through the day that you know you're doing nothing else but spending time with your children Um, for us it's our dinner time like i know from six to eight or six to, you know, seven, we're having family dinner and that's, you know, I try not to, you know, sometimes calls get in the way, but you know, every day we have that time together as a family, we sit down, we talk about everything that's going on. And uh, so sometimes it's going to take for you to actually, and it might sound crazy to people, but put some time on your Google calendar or whatever calendar you use and say, okay every Wednesday from three to five, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this with my kids or, you know, or every day from two to four or what, you know, whatever time you want to set out, however long you want to take. And you put that on your calendar that way when Tuesday comes when Wednesday comes, whatever day your calendar, it's blocked and you don't make excuses to change that for me. And this is, I like to think of him as one of my kids too, but I ride a horse and I wasn't getting out often enough to see him. And I was making excuses every week why I couldn't get out there. I've got this going on. I've got that going on. So I literally had to block off three hours on Wednesday to go and ride my horse. And so, and you know what, since I've done that, since I've put that on my calendar, I've been consistently doing it every week because it's right there on my calendar.
0: Yes. So
1: that's, um, for me, I think, as, especially coming from a time, um, habits person and a productivity person, schedule your stuff. Schedule time in for what's important for you and um, for your most important tasks that you have to get done. And then everything else can fall in line behind that. But yes. once you have that firm and on your schedule, I think it'll really help, help you a lot.
0: I have a weekly schedule that I do as well, so I could schedule my time in, and I was doing that before I had my coach, but I wasn't very consistent with it, and my coach has kept me more accountable to be consistent with it, so every Thursday, I get my schedule ready for the next week and plan, plan things out, but I also think it's good because it gets the the activity that I need to do, the important things that I need to do the next week, gets it out of my mind and puts it on the paper.
1: That's so important. Yeah, So, so
0: important. and frees my mind up for other things to come and fill it, right? Yes, absolutely. Great, right. so are there is there anything that you're working on right now that um, you'd like to share with us?
1: So, I mean, I am just, I'm revamping again, my coaching program, I've just, um, Re, rebranded it. I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm on a uh, a pretty big uh, summit next week oh, and, uh, with with Grant Cardone as the key speaker. So, um, you know, what day I, is like, that? That is the twelfth through the fifteenth, I believe. Oh, perfect. Yes. yes. So, and, and that's it's, online. It's online. Yep.
0: Yep. And so, can they get it on your website or?
1: Uh, it's on my Facebook page actually. Mm-hmm. So if you go to, uh, Michelle G inspired is my Facebook page and, uh, the information is there for that, for that upcoming summit. So, Perfect. um, yeah, so that's exciting and, uh, just, you know, just rocking and rolling.
0: <laughs> yes, that's wonderful. So, um, do you have other speaking, would your speaking engagement, I guess it would be a better question, Would your speaking engagements be on your Facebook page that we can keep up to date with you and see what you're doing next?
1: Yes. Usually with most of the speaking engagements, I I have another power team event coming up as well on the 19th, which was, uh, we were supposed to be out in Utah, but we're going to go ahead and for safety measures, stay online. So that's on there as well. And, uh, yeah, usually most of my events, I'll go ahead and post as events on my Facebook page.
0: Perfect. Well, we'll definitely be looking out uh, for you on that. That was great. And so I like to always end the session with some tidbits of, of my thoughts as well. And I would love for you to um, share with us any, any thing that comes to your mind as I'm going through here, but I like to kind of share some of the habits that I do every day. And I you know there are times that i don't do them every day and so i do think that there's giving yourself grace as well mm-hmm. you know, knowing that okay you have you have made it a point okay yes i didn't do this today i need to get back on the horse tomorrow and make sure that i'm implementing my habits and just instead of getting down on yourself giving yourself grace knowing that you're human and then getting refocused and getting back getting back to it tomorrow. Yes, have patience, have patience with yourself. Yes, because it's hard, you know, it's hard to implement new things. One of the tips that I learned at a Tony Robbins seminar that I went to earlier in the year, I don't know if you know who Jesse Itzler is, but he is a, a motivational speaker and he used to own Marquee Jets and he owns a part of the Atlantic Hawks and he is married to Sarah Blakely, the CEO of Spanx. So he has really great tips. And one of the things that he does to implement new habits, he says to start slow and to do, start a new habit once every month. And it could be something small, but, you know, it, unless, and and instead of doing it all at once where, you know, New Year's Eve resolutions, we have all these resolutions we're going to do for New Year's. never work. How many do we follow through on? Yeah. Yeah. Right, Might do it for a month or two and then it fizzles out. Um, so instead, you know, bringing those in slowly and really getting that routine down. And so one of the takeaways that I took from this seminar was Tony Robbins says he does a cold plunge every morning to get himself primed and ready for his day. And he he says, no matter where I am, what I'm doing, I always do a cold plunge. So I said, okay, I'm going to implement this. This is going to be my, my habit that I'm going to implement. So I don't have a fancy pool like he does to go jump into, but every morning when I get in the shower, I'll turn my shower on and just while it's waiting to warm up, I just stand in the cold shower. Um, and I recite some affirmations. I put Jake Ducey. I I don't know if you know who Jake Ducey is, but he's a big YouTube um, YouTube motivational person, and he has manifesting miracles of his YouTube videos that he does, and so I just recite the YouTube video. I put it on my phone while I'm in the shower, getting my cold plunge, and uh, really starts my day with the the good energies of manifesting this, uh, manifesting good in my life. mm mm-hmm. I also put alarms on my phone so that throughout the day, it can help remind me to um, give gratitude and to make the day a positive one. So I have grat- gratitude alarms on my phone three times That's excellent. A day. I love that idea. Yes. It really helps for me to just take a moment, stop what I'm doing, look at it, bring the positive energies in, and then move back. So it only takes 30 seconds of my day each time. Uh, just to really focus on gratitude. I also, like you talked about positive affirmations, I do those when I go to sleep. I have a timer on my phone, just because I I can't stay asleep if something is continuously talking. So for 45 minutes, I set my alarm and I do positive affirmations that I get off of YouTube music or YouTube, and then it'll turn it off for me in 45 minutes. And that's really helping to train my subconscious mind and get to where I want my thoughts to be, which is on positivity, on prosperity, on helping and spreading my message. Right. Yes.
1: I, I do that myself every night, listen to listen to that overnight. And it's it's amazing what what it's done for me.
0: Right. I I really I really love it. And it helps me to sleep better too because You know how you talked about writing your accomplishments for the day? Because otherwise, you're thinking of all the things that you didn't do or the things that you have to do. And then your mind just keeps you awake and keeps you in the state of panic. Mm -hmm. And then you don't sleep well. But with the positive affirmations, what I love about it is that you're repeating what they're saying. And so you're falling asleep, repeating what they're saying. And there's not enough room. Uh, for those intrusive thoughts to come because you are focusing on repeating what the guide is, is saying. As Absolutely. As well. And then I told you about my weekly schedule. So I do schedule everything. My coach said, if it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. So I've been scheduling so, that. One,
1: and one note on that, don't over schedule your schedule give yourself some grace time in between appointments or times that you put on your calendar so that you're not stressing yourself out that your complete day is, is booked.
0: Right. Absolutely. Uh, I think some of the things that were really important for me was scheduling time to work out because I was consuming myself with work and then I wasn't working out. And so now I have it scheduled to do so. Um, Each week, and then I'll take Thursdays to make my schedule. But again, in the schedule too, I think something that she helped me realize because at first I wasn't as good of getting getting my workouts done, which was the important thing. And she said, you don't have to keep it on that day if something happens that day and you're not able to get it done. Shift it to another day. Just Mm -hmm. it's getting done, and know that you can shift it. Um, but you want to make sure you're doing it. And so that was super helpful, too, to and make realistic areas where the, it was going to work for me. Because not all the time is it realistic for me in the morning with all the craziness of the office. I have sometimes it's a up and go type yes. of thing yes. for me. Um, I also think setting reminders it, when you are implementing a new habit. To set a reminder so that whether it's a note on your mirror, like you talked about earlier, or with me, I like alarms. I name my alarms so that I know um, what it what it's telling me at that time. And so, just setting a reminder for that, and then to come back to your notion of rewarding yourself, because I think when you keep track of your progress, okay, I've I've made my schedule every week now for. A month, uh, you know, because when you track your progress, you can really see and it's helping you to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Then it's time to reward myself because I've been consistent with this, you know, and do something nice for yourself. And like you said, it doesn't have to be anything huge, it could just be if you want to go for a nice walk or um, enjoy a special snack or maybe a glass of wine or whatever it is for you, finding those little rewards that make you happy that's what I do. And I need to get better with my habits. You know, having a coach like you would be helpful too to make, you know, get that accountability. But I really loved all of the information that you shared with us. And for that, for your complimentary coaching session, let's just say that one more time. It's text Michelle with two L's to 26786.
1: That's it. Yep. Simple. All right. Very easy. Well, to you don't have people. to remember a URL or website
0: or all that other stuff. Wonderful. Well, we will be definitely checking out your speaking engagements. I thank you so much for coming today and sharing your knowledge with us. And um, I think you are going to, you've already probably have, but you're going to continue to shape people's lives and and help them succeed. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, I hope that I get to see you again here soon in person this time because I enjoyed our time together last time. But until then, we'll be a virtual. We'll see each other in virtual space. And uh, I wish you all the all the success.
1: Thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate it. And thank you to your audience for tuning in and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to talk.
0: Yes. All right. Well, you have a great day. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody.